Welcome to another Sustainable Wine Blog podcast with me, Toby Webb. And joining me in today's podcast, I'm delighted to say, is Jérôme Erenval, who is director here at Dufort Vivens in Bordeaux, in Margot. So welcome to the podcast, Jérôme. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Bordeaux and welcome to Margot. <laughs> Thank you. And, and thanks for the fantastic tasting we've just had of uh, your various um, reds. We've had the 11 all the way through to, um, to the 16. Um, and also your Akaibo uh, red from California. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with, uh, with your domain, why don't you tell us a little bit about Durfort Vivens, uh, and then we can talk a bit about your journey towards biodynamic practices. Right. Uh, actually, Durfort Vivens uh, is a second growth in the classification of 1855. Uh, it used to be a very poor full estate a long time ago, actually one of the oldest built in the uh, Medoc Park was built in the 14th century by a very powerful uh, family. Uh, so we've been ranked uh, at the top of Bordeaux for a while. Uh, that what explains our position in the classification. But the story turns in the uh, 20th century. Uh, we've been owned by Chateau Margaux, uh, which is uh, just next door, as you can see through the window, uh, in uh, 1937. And uh, at this time, they decided actually to include the vineyard of Dior Vivance inside the vineyard of Chateau Margaux. And the brand was not uh, that much used as a classified growth. It used to be something like the second wine of uh, Chateau Margaux. So the brand disappeared a bit. Uh, but we are very glad now to, to realize that our vineyard used to be a part of the Chateau Margaux blend for a while. <laughs> uh, and in 1961, actually, uh, Lucien Lurton, who's the Gonzague Lurton, the owner now of father, uh, purchased the estate to Chateau Margaux. And uh, so the, the, the estate came into the Lurton family, which is quite well known in, in Bordeaux. So we are in the Lucien branch with uh, many estates and many sons as well. Uh, but 60s, 70s, 80s, as you know, it was not that, uh, it was quite a crisis in the vineyard in Bordeaux. It was easier to sell gravels for construction than bottles, right? And as Lucien Lurton used to be a big defender of great terroir, he purchased many land to preserve those lanes from the industry, right? And uh, so, as it quite was tough, he federated all his estates. And the mother house used to be his house, where he's living still now, uh, Brand Cantonac, second growth as well. So Durfort was made in Brand Cantonac. So the Gonzague inherited the estate in 1992. But the first year when it's been really independent was 1995. So it's quite a new birth, a new story of a classified growth uh, with a philosophy which is uh, uh, impacted by the fact that it's family-owned, inherited. We are working uh, in, uh, on the generation succession, right? And uh, so uh, our philosophy is that the wine is first made into the vineyard. And that impacts a lot our way to grow. As you know, now we are certified biodynamic. Actually, the first classified growth in Bordeaux, certified by Demeter. Demeter, which is the, the label, the, the only um, uh, worldwide label for biodynamic uh, growing. Uh, we started actually in 2009, and we're in the conversion process till uh, vintage 2013. And uh, we are very happy with that, because as you realize, that uh, enables us on one hand, of course, to, to, be, to have a better understanding, uh, preservation uh, of the balance of nature. Uh, but as well, in the wine, the impact is very strong because we have a very high brightness and purity of fruits and 
very nice consistency in Mars. So we, we really think that biodynamic uh, made us uh, reach uh, many steps, I would say, uh, in a short time, which was important in our short story. What was the, the reason for doing this? I mean, you know, Palmer just down the road here, we can see it from your windows. We can see. <laughs> we have many windows, actually. You can see an awful lot of um, this fabulous uh, Appalachian. But, you know, Palmer have been doing something similar. I mean, what inspired you guys to, to take this leap? Because it is quite a significant leap to go, particularly what, from organic to biodynamic, mm. given the lower yields, given the fact that you don't get more in the marketplace for your wine. No. So, so why do this? I told you, uh, it's family home, so we care about uh, other uh, strategies uh, and other issues actually with other results. Uh, the, the best, the higher investment in this is the yield, actually the low yield, uh, uh, better than, the, than others. Uh, actually, uh, in the mid-2000s, we felt a bit uh, lost or uh, disappointed or uh, not, not that free enclosed about the lake of choice regarding molecules. Because you have to know that uh, more and more, it's like for uh, human being, medicines, uh, it's more and more a monopoly. You have two big firms who share the molecules. So uh, for your programs in the vineyard, you have less choice to target and to use as less molecules as possible. So for us, we, we, and we realize as well, that uh, consumers were caring more and more about uh, safety uh, in what they are eating and drinking. And uh, we realized as well about hearing about global warming. So it was in the, in, in the air, right? Lots of different reasons. Lots of different reasons. Okay. And, and, and the technical reason will be as well that, as uh, I told you, uh, we, we like to say that we make the wine into the vineyard. That means that we want to show a high level of identity, DNA of our soils in the, in the wine, right? To make your four vivants unique, right, yeah. in this time. Um, and we've been able to, to try many uh, different biodynamic wines certified in a Biodiva reference, with, uh, thanks to uh, Alain Wex, the owner of Front Rock. And we realized that they were all showing a very high level of minerality. And minerality for us is a, is a, is a way to go to the strong identity uh, expression. Right? Uh, so we are not that confident with, as I told you before, with organic in itself. So that's why we, we went straight to biodynamic. So wh why have a lack of confidence in organic? Some bad experiences around us. <laughs> yeah. with, with production or with, with, with quality uh, of grapes? Walking or? into the vineyards, uh, looking at vines. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, so what and even some wines, uh, <coughs> we thought that perhaps uh, organic was not enough. Uh, oh. Perhaps organic in itself, you need more control. Uh, the energy uh, next level, uh, Super organic uh, is a good way to uh, control organic, I would say. Uh, because, you, as you know, biodynamic is an uh, organic based. You have to be organic uh, certified to be uh, biodynamic certified. But it's not enough. I would say it's not enough. We miss something when we make only organic. It certainly feels to me like you can really taste the land in your wine. You know, it's difficult because I suppose you've only been fully biodynamic since, what, 2013? And then we're tasting younger wines, and so the comparison will become, I think, more obvious over time. But certainly for me, tasting your wine, I can see what you mean when you talk about higher acidity, greater minerality. 
When you measure the pH levels, are you, you're seeing them go up quite a lot, are you? And what sort of rise is No, no, been? the pH actually uh, doesn't move. pH doesn't move? No. What, what, what's moving more is the concentration of acid. It's not always the same, you know? pH is the acid taste. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more it's acid, lower is the pH, actually. So the, the pH doesn't move. What changes, what's moving is the, the balance. Actually, mm -hmm. and, and uh, the freshness, uh, that actually the freshness you, you tasted in the wine doesn't come from the acidity. It comes from the acidity in the attack. But in the final, it comes from the silky texture of tannins, very special for mango area. Traditional mango wines, they have to be fresh. People usually say that the mango wines refresh the mouth. Mm -hmm. It comes from those tannins which are very silky, and you know, you know the way it runs. A tannin in your mouth will combinate your proteins and dry your mouth. So if you have big tannins in big, um, in quite uh, rustical uh, structure, texture, it will take big molecules, right, of protein. So it will dry all up your, your mouth. When it's silky, you can imagine the space in between the tannins is very small. Mm -hmm. So it, it's going to take only small proteins, small molecules in your mouth. So better than drying, it's going to refresh the mouth. And that makes the wine very long. And, and very fresh and very appealing, actually. The, this freshness you have when you swallow, mm -hmm. you can help having a second shot of wine, right? Be careful, you can be addicted. <laughs> <laughs> and what sort of conversations do you have with other winemakers about biodynamics in Bordeaux? Because you know, Ponce Canet famously has been biodynamic for a few years. We talked about Palmer. There are others doing this, particularly on, on the right bank. Do you all kind of get together in a little biodynamic group, or do you have one-on-one -on -one conversations? How do you... How do you yeah, it, you know, it's, it's not because you are in biodynamics then you're going to speak together. Uh, we are all in Bordeaux, classified goes. So we have many opportunities to, to share. Uh, biodynamics is a question of sharing many things, experiences, uh, ideas, and uh, troubles as well sometimes. Uh, so we, we already knew each other before we started, and be, even before they started biodynamics. But of course, in Margot, for instance, Margot area, the owner of Geoffroy Vivance is the president of uh, the syndicate of Margot Van Growers. And we created, a, we have a club of the classified growth, but we have as well a club of the sustainable concern, uh, van-growing concern uh, estates. So right now we have, we have something like more than 20 uh, estates. We, we meet once a month, something like that, and we share about uh, everything about uh, bi organic, biodynamic, environment. Uh, we are engaged in uh, uh, quality, environmental quality management system. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, we, we are nothing in the story of those vineyards, you know. Uh, we are just, they, 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 they've been built in the uh, quaternary, you know. <laughs> so so our, our life in, in, yes. in, 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 it, in, in this is nothing, but we are, very, we feel responsible to make everything possible to give it to the next generation as safe as possible. Because we've only been using all these chemicals since the 1960s yeah. or... Chemicals is quite two. new, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 80 years ago, there was no chemicals. Biodynamic yeah. was not a word, it was a way to, make, to, yeah. to live, right? It's just how you did it. Yeah. The, the farmers, they used to go outside in the morning to wake up with, uh, with, uh, with the, the, the sun, and they, they put their nose in the sky, and they, yeah. they knew that what they had to do in the, in the field, right? So uh, we, lost, we lost this sensitivity because we've been educated with TV and... Uh, yeah, and we wanted whatever. to focus on yield as well, right? After World War II, there was a big focus on productivity rather than quality, I suppose, mm. and, and that had an impact. Would you like to see everybody else do this? Because the problem with being biodynamic, particularly in an area where lots of other people aren't, 
And Bordeaux traditionally has been one of the biggest users of pesticides in, in France as a region. I'm not, you know, I, I'm you, not to agree with you because, you know, Bordeaux is not one thing for me. Mm. Bordeaux, you have uh, the, what we call the Grand Cru, and actually it represents, that's the image of Bordeaux, but that represents a small part of the production, right? A big part of the business, but a small part of the production. But it's like a locomotive, right? And even the small estates, what well, can say small, but uh, best values estate, perhaps, <laughs> uh, they are concerned about what, what this competition with the locomotive to stay in the train, right? Mm. So they will always all be concerned about, about uh, what's happening. And uh, the, this, uh, the way we are more and more in Bordeaux uh, concerned about uh, sustainable van growing, uh, it's a, it's a big change in Bordeaux because of our weather. Of course, it's easy to make uh, organic or biodynamic in one valley. Yeah. Uh, perhaps in Burgundy because the Provence, size... I think in Provence, Provence you have to be a terrible is, yeah, winemaker not to be organic. You have to spend as much time as possible on the beach side, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but so, actually, um, in Burgundy, the estates are very small, so it's more easy to manage, yeah, right? Yeah. But... So, so if we say that here is one of the most difficult places to do this. More challenging. Yeah, challenging. How is it affecting your yield then? I mean, uh, what sort of drop are we seeing in, in the yield? You, there is no more. Actually, the only year when it, when it affected our yield was last year, 16. Because we dropped down almost 30% of the production because of... Uh, I would say half of that was because of mildew. Uh, because we had, not because of the milieu itself, but because we had a very small window uh, under flowing uh, in June for the flowing, which was a very good thing for the year because we had very good conditions for flowing, but there were the, it was the same window to spray to take care. And when you spray copper and flower, you will, you will lose harvest. It's not, it was not the milieu in itself, but it was the copper we had to use. As we were in biodynamic, we couldn't use any more, any other chemicals safe for the grapes, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but the other years, the, the low yields were because of a uh, health storm, it was because of selection, it was because of many things, but biodynamic. So, I, I didn't really feel already the connection between the yield and the biodynamic, like only last year. Interesting. Mm. Because even, you know, in, in the four events, we, we don't have this high yield in average. We, we produce an average, we should produce an average of 45 to 50 hectolitres per hectare. Mm. 45 would be the average when we are loaded to produce uh, 57. So we've never, we've never been at this high uh, level of yield. So I couldn't tell you that biodynamic uh, affect every year the yield. Mm -hmm. A non-challenging year in terms of uh, climate, we may have the same yield as in conventional, okay? But when we, have, we are under pressure, we may have to down in a very high proportion. So a final question. You talked earlier about getting the ripening correct and how the, the ripeness inside the grape and on the skins or in the skins is, is, can happen at different times. You mentioned that biodynamics seems to help with that. Uh, Actually, that. yeah, in a way that, you know, in, in grape you have two levels of maturity or two stages of maturity or two uh, issues of maturity. The maturity of the juice with the good balance between the level of uh, the concentration of sugar, acidity, because juice is only water, sugar and acidity. Uh, that's the, and everything that makes the quality of the wine is, is in skin and pips, right? Uh, and the quality of those skins and pips, what we call the phenolic maturity. Of course, in Bordeaux, in general, in great vineyard, in uh, good vintages, uh, even in, be in between vintages, both 
are almost the same time, but almost. With biodynamic, we, we realize that we have a later maturity date, I would say. The maturation process is longer. That's why we have a better achievement of maturity in skins and pips, especially regarding tannins. But we have a better connection as well in between both. So we, when we pick, both are at the top maturity level. I'm not talking about the higher, but the more, the more balance of maturity for each block. So you have, uh, obviously, uh, more balance in the wine without any uh, special uh, process in the, in the, in the cellar. Great, thank you, Jerome. Um, in the interest of time, well, we could talk all day, but I think yeah, we'll, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll close off the interview here. Thanks so much for your time. Listeners, um, if you don't know this wine, Dufour Vivant, I recommend it to you. I think it is the best price second growth that you can find in Bordeaux. There are wines which cost an awful lot more money than this one does and are probably not as good or you know, they're at the same quality level. So I recommend it to you. Um, look them up on the internet. And Jerome, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you and uh, welcome to our friends who are listening to us, to Bordeaux and to Margot, to experience the backstage stories and the kitchen issues of Dauphin <laughs> Vivas. Thank you so much. Come and visit Bordeaux, listeners. Thank sure. you again.